Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Zach's Double T Cook. Unzacking Un Double T Cook, <laughs> yeah. as we call it. The much funnier version, or or a can of can of gold and a medal of gold. But however you want to call it, this is the episode where we sat down with Olympic gold medalist Zach Double T Cook to discuss Brisbane, Queensland swimming, the Olympics. Uh, showering in Tokyo, just all sorts of great things. It was a great conversation. He's a ripping bloke, and we're absolutely stoked that he came on the show. Yeah, many people might not know this, but uh, he is a fan of the show, which is incredibly humbling. And uh, as you'll as you'll hear, he has been in contact with us in the past, and we were maybe not as accommodating as no, we should have been. He, before he had that blue tick of a verified swimmer, we probably viewed him as just another fan, but he's, he's absolutely jumped into the upper echelon of Unpakistanis. And for anyone else listening, uh, wondering how you can get into that echelon, an Olympic gold medal uh, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't go astray. For all our mates who ask constantly if they can come on the show, go win <laughs> yeah, a gold go medal. Go win a gold medal. <laughs> go, go train for five years <laughs> to triumph, and then, yeah, maybe we'll have you on for 20 minutes. Yeah, go do something with your life. <laughs> absolutely. We're absolutely stoked to have Zach on. He has just won the hearts of Australia over the last few weeks. We touch on it in the episode, but I think it's no cliche to say that the Olympics very much lifted up the country as half of our population is in lockdown. And and we, and we come to that, but Zach is, well, it's an incredibly thoughtful and earnest conversation with someone who is coming to terms with the fact that he's done something that will define him. And mm. it's really interesting to see. So, And the thing that he's been working for for five years and from one perspective longer than that. Now, not only is it an incredibly insightful, honest chat, it starts with like three minutes of us talking about private schools. So As it's a, also a very Brisbane chat. So it's very true to our it's, brand. It's a, it's a real late night kick-ons chat where you get real honesty and real candor and also talk about like, oh yeah, that teacher was pretty good. Yeah. So uh, this interview was a late night kick-ons chat <laughs> recorded at 2pm on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's obviously quarantining in Howard Springs at the mm. moment, having returned from Japan. So... Um, don't know if we would have got him to do the show if he didn't have so much time on his hands, but yep. we won't go to that. But um, Zach's a legend of a guy. Please uh, enjoy this interview as we get into it now. And, and um, let, let us know if you enjoy it and let him know because he's getting bombarded with, you know, oh, great gold medal, great swim. Be great if he got bombarded with great interview on Unpacking Brisbane, mate. Yeah, that'd be right. So enjoy, folks, and we'll see you very soon for a regular scheduled suburb episode. With Olympic gold guest and Brisbane boy Zach Stubblety Cook uh, here to chat, you know about the really important things: suburbs, private school dynamics. You know, swimming probably a distant third in that. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. And a bit, a bit of rivalry there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. So you're you're a churchy boy. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, how, how, how dare you be on a podcast with a couple of terrorist boys? <laughs> Who was Churchy? Like, well, I'm across the across. You go. No, no, you're on. You're on. <laughs> I'm across. I'm across the road from a terrorist boy. So, and he he, he was like, oh yeah. I, I was trying to was trying to put him on the podcast. You know, uh, Tommy Tommy Neal. Um, oh yeah, Tom yeah, Neal. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Young he man. Was, he was. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Could you bring him in He's so we can talk good. about some old teachers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone, anyone playing yeah. along at home will love that this interview with an Olympians just started. We're chatting about private schools. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but mate, and he uh, hasn't service from his room all day, so that would be a, an issue. hundred <laughs> percent. And I just wanted to point out before we uh, get started, you're not the only one with a bloody goal, yeah. but so uh, pride of Queensland, right. hey? As uh, for the listeners, well, we are wish holding. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Wish goals. we could do about in quarantine. Absolutely. Do you not? Do you not get a beer in quarantine? Dry, dry here. Oh, but, what? Oh yeah, because yeah. how it's. Oh, of course, yeah. How um, how is it there? Like, is it anything close to a hotel, or it's pretty uh, it's pretty dire. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna complain too much. <laughs> As I've been told not to complain, but you know, <laughs> this way it's it's coming off a high into yeah. A few people got here and was like, oh, I thought it'd be more like a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Particularly when you've yeah. just achieved one of the pinnacle things you can do in athletic life, it kind of sucks to yeah. go to a detention centre. But um, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about Brisbane first. So uh, you know, right out of the gate, uh, we wanted our listeners to know that you you do listen to the show. Um, yeah. and we can we can verify that. Uh, but unfortunately, we couldn't get you a t-shirt. Nah, no, nah, we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't arrange. That, that's all right. Well, hopefully, maybe the next run we'll have to get a mangrove t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we great looked, plug, great plug. So when when Zach was when we were messaging Zach about the interview listeners, we like went back through the messages and saw that the first time we'd had contact was Zach messaging us about getting a t-shirt, and um, we were like, oh, sorry, mate. Now nah, we're kind of out on this run. We'll let you know for the next one. Now at the time, um, if we knew where things were heading for your career, selfishly, we probably would have. Some of the drongos who got shirts. Um, <laughs> some, of the, some of the blokes who came to our front deck with 20 bucks to pick up a shirt, none of them even close to being Olympians. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few pole folders who came along that we absolutely would take a shirt off now. Um, but, mate, yeah, so I guess what we need to ask, as a, as a listener of Unpacking Brisbane, we're curious. We often see when the uh, Olympians are warming up, they're listening to something in their headphones. How, what was the time gap between the last time you listened to Unpacking Brisbane and you won an Olympic gold medal? I was listening to it on the bus like a day before. Oh, that's oh, huge. Oh, that's unreal. Do you remember which that's episode? Huge. I think it was, I didn't listen to the 32 episode. I thought that was a bit, a bit too close to home. But, yeah, I, th- um, I thought that would have jinxed you a bit if you were listening to an Olympics yeah, episode like, oh, before the Olympics. Do I do, I do it? Yeah. The last episode I listened to... Was Turinga, right? And New Farm Park. Oh, so Turinga—that's a massive win. They're now going to claim gold medal status. <laughs> yeah, we we helped. We absolutely helped. Fucking photo fast are going to be down <laughs> yeah. there going. That was all us. They almost uh, need it though, right? Yeah, too <laughs> right. And and on on Turinga, mate. We we've been meaning to ask, what suburb do you live in in Brisbane? I live in a suburb called Nathan. Ah, is that where the Griffith campus is? Yeah, so I live like. Through the Tui Forest, so like just past Tarragindi, where that map is, yeah, kind of like, yeah, like yeah. if you're heading heading out. So, yeah, I live in a suburb called Nathan. Which did you did you train nearby? Train out of Chandler, so okay, Chandler, All right. and then QAS, uh, Queensland Academy of Sport, is in Nathan as well. So okay. that's a bonus. That makes sense. I can't, I can't say Nathan was was high on our list of suburbs to do next, but maybe you know another hundred <laughs> episodes. But we'll get there. We'll get to Nathan. <laughs> we'll just, There's plenty of room. Yeah, we'll just unpack a bloke named Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Before we do the the suburb, if there's a famous Nathan or something, we could just shoehorn it in. 
So, mate, um, I guess <laughs> what we wanted to ask before we get to the Olympics, you've kind of touched on it there, like with Chandler. What's um? Because Joe and I, we find that when you do an activity, I suppose, co-curricular-wise, that takes up a lot of your time, like for us, obviously, like comedy stuff and music with our band, they have their own like idiosyncratic little worlds. I guess us not being in any way professional athletes, <laughs> what's the in any way? What's the world of swimming like in Brisbane? Does it like is it everyone knows each other? A little bit incestuous. There's a bit of like passive aggressive ways that people interact or is it super friendly and supportive like what, what is the world of swimming in brisbane a bit of both i think it's mm-hmm. pretty competitive but like especially when you're younger you know everyone that swims and it's like shit like you'll you'll like they, those are the people you're associated with and stuff it's like they're still friends with a lot of them but yeah it's definitely um they're supportive um but yeah it, it can get a bit incestual i think <laughs> so are your, are your mates mainly swimmers or do you try to like get out of the swimming world when you're not in the pool oh, now i try and get out of it yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah um in the past though definitely definitely a lot of swimmers and a lot of former swimmers now that i'm still friends with so that's kind of positive because they can't it, get when it, you when you say former swimmers is in like 20 year olds who just don't swim anymore yeah, like GPS. Oh, right. You know? I thought you meant like, you meant like <laughs> Ian Form and shit. Like these 40-year-old nah, nah, nah. dudes who are like, yeah, we know what it was like to swim. Yeah, Grant Hackett's coming yeah. over for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> have you met? Have you, have, did any of them reach out? Yeah, Klimmy was probably one of the bigger ones. Um, Thorpey messaged me. Susie O'Neill messaged nice. me. Love that. Um, Former colleague of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she, was, she was there, so... Yeah, she was the swimmer's good luck charm because every time she came to a session, we won a gold medal. Oh, actually. Um, so maybe it's attested to the whole thing's attested to her, but uh, I don't know. Who knows? They'll yeah. be dragging poor Suze along to every Olympia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she'll be, she'll be <laughs> 78 years old and they're like, oh, come on down, go to another train. Yeah, hey, like, Lutzy was there too, mate. Like, you don't know that it wasn't him. <laughs> well, they rolled Dawn out all the time too, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. When Thorpey reaches out, like, is that, had you spoken with him in the past or is that just, oh, who's this plus six one number? And then, oh, it's Ian Thorpe. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you, yeah. I've like obviously met him quite a few times. Yeah. I uh, don't expect him to remember who I am at all, but you know, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty nice when people like reach out like that, like people where you've looked up to, you just like, holy shit. Now that he like, now that, you guys are sort of contemporaries as gold medalists. Does he give you advice? Not so much about the swimming because he clearly across that, but like how to be a brand ambassador for a cereal. Like does, is, yeah. he, is he going <laughs> to you, you be the next face of Weepix? <laughs> yeah. When's, when's, um, well, when's cornflakes corn? <laughs> yeah. That's what Mac said. I was rooming with Mac Horton. Oh, huge. So, and like, I'm good friends with him. And he was just like, yeah, dude, like your life is about to change. And I was like, I don't want it to change. I'm over it already. Like, <laughs> Well, we were get, mate. We we're going to get yeah, into that. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah, about like, that. Is we'll get into that a bit later, I suppose, in terms of all the responsibilities that now come with being a gold medalist. But more importantly, you roomed with him. How, how much does Joe look yeah. like Mac Horton? <laughs> Mac Horton's my yeah. lookalike. Do you yeah, see it? Pretty similar. Yeah, pretty fuck similar. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't give you much advice about handling fame, <laughs> but that's uh, <laughs> that's where the similarity ends. How about like on the in terms of the swimming world? You said it can be like quite like a tight knit community. What what was the reaction when Cody when Cody Simpson came and started yeah, yeah, started yeah. trying to have a crack? 
There was some pushback. I'm not going to lie. That was a bit like, oh, like, what's he doing? But, like, for me personally, I was like, well, like, swimming hasn't been in the best light in the last five years, you know, since yeah. I've been on the team. Like, it hasn't been household names. It hasn't been in the public a lot. And if it has been, it has been for not standing on the podium because someone doesn't agree that he should get a medal and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily the best image for swimming. Um, mm. But Cody coming back, that kind of drew in a new fan base. Yeah. That is how I viewed it. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, what the fuck is this clown doing? And good on him. Like, you know, hats off to him. He's actually had a crack at it and I think he's going to keep going. And he's also like, he's got that profile that he can actually bring to our sport and hopefully boost that profile a bit more and having that Amazon deal and et cetera, et cetera, is a lot is pretty attributable to him as well. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't give Cody too much credit. I think you and your contemporaries 2020 have probably tripled the profile of Aussie swimming for the moment. But yeah, no, nice of Cody to sort of start the flame that you guys then mm. got burning. Um, and when Ariane Titmus starts a suburb podcast, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. say the same thing. It's like, well, I guess she's bringing a little bit yeah, more. She brings more people yeah. to the field. That matters a lot. Um, yeah. Just quick, quick pivot back from uh, global success. Uh, is, was Churchy a supportive swimming environment? Because I know, like, you know, a lot of the private schools, if it's not rugby or even to some extent cricket, there's often a little bit less hype around certain athletes, even if they're world beaters. Um, do you feel like, you know, that they got around you at Churchy or...? Oh, they have now again, obviously. Yeah, but if- <laughs> yeah we saw that video <laughs> doing the rounds of everyone in the auditorium cheering and yeah, waving their yeah. blazers. Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> um, Not a lot of that at uh, GPS swimming, but cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, I think they were always like, as a community, they were always supportive. But you know, it did get. It's not like it's not the premier rugby, yeah. and you know, when you have guys like Caelan Ponga go through in the same kind of like era, you easily lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like fair enough. NRL grand final and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, where's where's Cal- where's Caelan Ponga's gold medal? Come on. I guess, yeah. I guess what we're asking is if you could trade your gold medal for um, a really good low tackle in the in the churchy nudging yeah. game, um, you, you'd probably make that swap, right? I don't know. I don't know, mate. <laughs> um, pretty mate, good. I think it a few more doors. Yeah. <laughs> mate, yeah, let's, um, let's talk about the Olympics. <laughs> like, let's. did you, in the months leading up to it, massive mental challenge, I suppose, in terms of you probably asking yourself if it was actually going to go ahead. Had you, how were you managing your expectations? Like with obviously the pandemic and Tokyo's cases rising sort of in the months beforehand, did you, was there a voice in the back of your head being like, ah, this, this might not actually happen. To be fair, I honestly tuned most of it out. Um, Mm. That doubt was there when it first got cancelled, like it first got postponed. Definitely. Like when we locked down and everything, it was like, fuck, are we actually going to like, have I trained the four years and am I going to have to wait another four years, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people had it tougher. You know, I was lucky that I was 21 when that all happened. So like I'm young enough to keep going. Whereas yeah. like, I know like teammates of mine, like they're 26, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'll be like nearly 30 by the time the next Olympics rolls around. So as soon as well, that's old. Which is actually not yeah. that old. Um, but it is. It is funny being an old man at thirty-two years old. Yeah, <clears throat> like they're talking about like the oldest Olympic medalist, and it's like thirty-two in swimming, and it's like oh, and, and then in rowing, it's like 
that's their peak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's equestrian that. seemingly like 67 is when you hit your peak. <laughs> maybe maybe there's a pivot to that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I can't um, believe that. So heading to like, heading to the race, obviously what, I think it's fair to say like a lot of people maybe didn't see you coming um, and including your competitors. It, did you see yourself coming in terms of like, what, what were your expectations? What was your goal in terms of placement? Uh, my goal was to swim my race. And when I saw a few people didn't make the final, a few people were swimming a bit off. Like I thought I could get on the podium. Um, if I'm honest, when I turned at the hundred, like I'd, when you race often like races like that, it's just blank, like the entire race. And yeah, looking back now, like I got, I watched it on sunrise recently. Like that was the first time I'd watched it. And I was like, shit, like I was a long way behind. Like that's a, <laughs> that's little a huge reveal. <laughs> yeah. How'd you, how'd you learn about your race? Oh, Koshy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Koshy's, cash Koshy's joke book had a little portion about uh, how far did Zach come from behind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the race plan was always to swim fast on the back end and I, I was lucky, lucky it paid off. Like the world record holder was in lane one and he does exactly the same thing. So he was just not quite at his best on the day and that's what it was about, just racing. And I was just stoked. I still am stoked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you had an absolute world and and – you know, it was amazing to watch at home, particularly, you know, you can't decide the lockdown context in Brisbane, but the Olympics on the whole has just been unreal to watch. And admittedly, our lockdown is a lot better than you at Howard Springs, but we were, you know, screaming at the TV. Like, what a phenomenal race. And as someone who I genuinely don't know much about swimming, there's such an easily understandable visual element to physically coming from behind. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, as I said a few people, I was like, I've got to make it entertaining, right? Yeah. No, it. It was, you're, you're a great so you hung back intentionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you knew uh, you could yeah. win the whole time, but just I'll get them at the end. <laughs> Do you reckon like, have you heard much of that? Like it's such a cliche to say that sport can lift up a nation in hard times. And I mean, we've all seen Invictus, but we've all, we all watched Invictus together. <laughs> we all watched Nelson interview. Mandela and Matt Damon. Obviously it was Matt Damon, who's got a squeaky clean profile at the moment. <laughs> um, but we like, it sounded cliche to say that I think the Olympics got us through this, at least in Brisbane, like this latest outbreak with Delta and whatnot. Was that like coming through? I don't know if it was in the form of like TV ratings or messages or whatnot, but was there an appreciation amongst the swimming team that this was maybe meant more to people than it might have otherwise if we weren't mm. kind of struggling with dramas back home? Oh, like I had this question the other day and I heard Kate with it as well. Um, we were, and we've, a few of us have talked about it, but like you, you've got to be selfish when you're standing behind a block. Like, and yeah. one is enough. Um, mm. As my coach always reminds me. Um, and I guess like it's, it's a privilege to be able to inspire and then be able to have that sense of hope for people around Australia, but it's not in the forefront of your mind when you are racing, but yeah. it, there's a lot more support and like, you know, channel seven were aiming, for, I think it was like a billion streams or something over the whole two weeks and they hit that in three days. So it was like, far out. Half, yeah. half of those have come from our house, admittedly. But. And half of them were you watching Sunrise. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, half of them was just, was just replaying Koshy every time. Oh, you yeah. streaming Koshy. Yeah. <laughs> you beauty. So, mate, like, when, in terms yeah. of you finished the race and 
I think it's something a lot of people would relate to that when something that is obviously going to be the biggest thing or one of the biggest things that happens in your life happens, you don't feel this like cosmic wave wash over you and suddenly you're a different person or you have different values or reactions to things. So I suppose like, and I heard you speak about it in other interviews, but like when it sounds corny to say, when does it sink in? But like, is there like a numbness in that like little period between the race and the medal ceremony or like, is it the next day? Like when does it, the, the kind of impact of, Oh, my, my life has changed. I'm now gold medal to mm. gold medalist Zach, as opposed to Zach. Like when does that happen? Uh, here <laughs> when you actually have some quarantine and have a bit of time to think like, um, you know, they talk about the Olympic come down and like actually what it means. It's like when I got here, it was like the highest of highs to like, Oh, I'm not going to say lowest of lows, but mm. pretty low, you know, like you by yourself or with four other people can, you can chat across the balcony through a mask and like, yeah, I guess that's, that's that. But like, there was a one moment that I can definitely pinpoint that I can, I felt it um, was when I watched the flag go up and sung the national anthem. Like that's a moment I will cherish for like the rest of my life. And I hope I never, ever forget it because it was just so special. Like to know, like to feel every, like it was kind of like the, the last five years just kind of hit. It was like, Oh mm. wow. Like I put my mind to something and I actually like achieved it. And like, that's, that's what it represented to me. It was like, you know, everyone has doubts and everyone has that like small bit of like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set myself up kind of for like just, just below the best so that like I'll always be kind of happy. And mm. for me, I was just absolutely over the moon to be able to like prove to myself that I was pop, like I was capable of doing something. Um, but then like I had the medley relay. So like I literally handed the medal to the manager and, got in the warm down pool and got out of there pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, had the medley relay, had a relay every session until the last session. So yeah, there wasn't much time to kind of let it sink in, but I was, I was lucky to have a few chats to Mac about it and yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's good. And how's, how's the, How's the celebrations right. afterwards? Sort of, you know, thinking the athletes' village. Once you get, once you get out of the pool, put your medals down. You know, we've seen that some of the Aussie athletes have been kicking the walls in, vomiting everywhere. The Sevens boys had a great flight home. Which the, the Kookaburras went out and got a slab of beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, how did how do the swimmers guy, party? <laughs> um, we had a few quiet drinks and kept it to level six. Um, yep. So every kind of sport had their own level. Oh, cool. Um, I thought that was a cool phrase that we hadn't heard of. Like, we took it to level six tonight, boys. Oh, but then when Omar (laughs) came in, it was bloody level nine. It was was mental. Yeah, but um, put it this way, like, swimmers don't drink very often. Like, that that training just doesn't condone it. Um, Especially not the pool because you get a sore tummy. (laughs) Pro tip for you, Zach. Yeah, there you go, mate. (laughs) People went very hard very early and it was over pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have your first eight beers in an hour, and then you're pretty much done. Lightweight in more way than one, I imagine. Too right, mate. So yeah, like, very lightweight. On the on the village, like, were the were the beds cardboard? Yeah, <laughs> was they, were. Oh, they were. Oh, so they were. So Mac Mac um, had a humidifier, and he like when we brought it over, he cracked it. And he didn't realize it was cracked. So two liters of water 
on the floor on the first night and like he couldn't sit on the end of his bed because every time he sat on the end of the bed, it just crumbled. The it was soggy. Oh. <laughs> the soggy was, he, was, he, was he actually trying to just recreate a pool in your room and he got out of yeah. hand? Like, oh yeah, sorry, mate, the humidifier broke. Mate, well, that's another story. It was like all the boys, not me, not me. I'm going to put this out there first. It wasn't me, but a lot of like everyone shaves down, right? Yeah. So you just... Getting rid of all the hair from basically your eyebrows down yeah. is is what all the males do. Manscaped. And they, two of the boys are quite hairy. They clogged the shower. And so. <laughs> I've done that. Like, <laughs> yeah, Henry's done that. The I'm drain was, yeah, the drain is like outside the shower. So all the, all the water from the sink and the bathtub goes into the same oh. drain outside. And that drain clogged and then like all of a sudden someone's having a shower and it was just pouring out into our like living, living area. And it was just like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll just do a couple laps here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to go it's to the pool. Bit of a miracle you guys, you know, raced well and won well, given just the shenanigans going on nonstop well, in the village. Someone put it to me, this is a very high performance environment. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, it's good to hear that no, yeah, <laughs> no level of Olympic glory can protect you from a soggy carbon. Yeah, yeah, just say massive school camp areas of oh no, pubes in the shower drain, classic. Is um, <laughs> I, we'll we'll let yeah. you we'll let you go in a sec, but like in terms of you, you touched on it earlier yeah. and the way that life changes now and like whether it you know we're only half joking when we talk about cereal brands and you know chatting at schools and whatnot, like it, is that something that at this point you're kind of not as enthused about or you are, or like what, what's kind of like the most annoying part, I suppose, yeah. of being a gold medalist at the moment. Cause there's a lot of cool shit, but what's the downside? Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit, but um, no, I think it's just coming to terms with everything. I think um, like everything has ha- happened and like, I do kind of want to, use that use this use this as much as i can milk it a bit you know yeah um and i think i do want to do those school talks and stuff like that at the moment it's just there's a lot like you know the other day just the amount of support i got it took from like i got through half the messages i haven't even got through all of them that um took about six and a half hours like the first yes. day i got here just to reply to people and it was like good, good thing oh, you got 14 God. days yeah exactly <laughs> so just like, i really dodge a message from someone when they know you're doing absolutely nothing in quarantine pretty much yeah. and they're doing nothing at home because everyone's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect time to reply when did you um get the blue tick on instagram yeah i noticed that uh after trials after trials, oh, nice. so, yeah after our trial meet there was a bit of bit of traffic and i thought i'll, I'll get on board with this so. yeah I was, we've been trying to get a blue tick for about two and a half years. No dice. Might need to start training better or uh, for swimming. Like that, you, yeah, you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, we want to be better for swimming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, specifically, uh, you put athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, blue yeah. like the water. Just keep getting rejected. Yeah. Um, Mate, obviously, um, goes without saying how proud everyone is of you. And, um, and thanks for honestly supporting the podcast as well. Mm. Um, it, it means a lot that that you've been listening over the, over the last few years. Um, it's probably the last free endorsement you'll ever give out. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> must no, appreciate I'm more than happy to always, always come on. I'm actually, yeah. This was not free. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. guys, I'm yeah, sending actually, him a bit. Uh, 
yeah. Invoice on its way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. There you go. I'll put you up on the Instagram. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Um, and mate, as well, I suppose, one, one last question before we go. I know you're getting asked it all the time, but surely you think in Brisbane 2032, you'll have to crack one more out. I'll be surely. 33. I'll be pretty old. I think I'd be single if... Um, because yeah. my partner and I you're yeah, still oh, swimming if you kept pushing it yeah I said to her oh you know maybe maybe um, LA even which is 2028 so between homes she's like or like if you're still enjoying it I'll support you but like if you're just pushing it mm. you'll be single and I was like oh okay fair enough Sylvia oh, nah, fair enough <laughs> yeah same here when we record a podcast for one hour a week man yeah terrible <laughs> no it's just a lot of commitment and like yeah. I think It'll be, it'll be, I'll be a different person by 29 and yeah, um, with different goals and different goals in life, you know, now, here you go. Oh, there oh, it is. Okay, take a photo. There it is. For all, for all the audio listeners. That is, you know? that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a quick shot. Oh, that's unreal. That is phenomenal. Oh my God. And we'll show you ours. Hang on. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. So there you go. All, all the goals are <laughs> one, guys. Yeah, really. All the goals, all the goals together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There we go. That is that is phenomenal. That's awesome. Oh yeah, geez. Ah, gee, that's that's a bit cheaper than they shouldn't be able to be scratched. <laughs> anyway, mate, we'll we'll leave you here. We'll leave you to quarantine. You're my mum's new favourite person. So this, when I told her, I was like, "Yeah, we're having Zach Stubbley cook on the show." She like freaked out. So um, <laughs> this is uh, she'll be very happy with this. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on, mate. I have to have you on again no soon. Problem. And, uh, enjoy. We'll you, and we'll get you that shirt. We yeah, we'll get you a shirt. <laughs> we'll we'll get right. one made. We'll get an Olympians <laughs> run of you, B shirt. It's pretty exclusive. <laughs> exactly. Right. Congrats, mate. You're a legend. Thanks, guys. Thanks,